This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Thursday. Oh my gosh, the week is almost over. Aren't you excited? And we've got a great show for you tonight. Before I get into that, tomorrow is Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions for tomorrow. Ask me anything. All three hours will be your questions. Get those emailed in right now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's dig into some juicy stuff tonight. Let's talk about people not knowing what to do about the things they dislike. That's going to be a real central theme tonight. The Secret Service couldn't find out whose cocaine it was. Democrats believe in child gender transitions. Horrific. How does the communist talk about culture wars and making things political? How should we approach these things? The Supreme Court, Hunter Biden gets a special deal, how the system operates, all that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. I want to begin here, though, with two separate stories. They're separate, but they're similar. Let me explain. The first headline says this. 61% of Americans say Hunter Biden got special treatment in a plea deal. Okay. All right. That's one headline. Second headline says this. 70% of New York City doesn't feel safe. Now, those headlines don't have anything to do with each other, right? Except they do. Let's focus on the first one. 61% of Americans say Hunter Biden got special treatment in a plea deal. Okay, now let's just just pause on that for a moment. Let's just drill down on that real quickly. 61% of Americans believe that Hunter Biden got special treatment. That means 61% of Americans believe that America's Department of Justice IRS, FBI, all the powerful institutions up there, they believe that these organizations are corrupt. Now, do we all realize what that means for a country if the justice system itself is corrupt? We all realize that that means we live in a tyranny, a tyranny now, right? That's what that means. It's not a it's not a small thing. Oh man, Hunter Biden got off clean. That means that you and I now live in a tyranny. And 61% of Americans believe that. But if the election was held tomorrow, and let's say it was Joe Biden versus Donald Trump or Heavy D, whichever one of those two is going to win. of Americans guaranteed no ifs, ands, or buts would go to the polls and vote for Democrats. The number is higher than that. It's probably 47, 48. But almost half of the country would go to the polls and vote for Joe Biden again, knowing that Joe Biden encourages and supports this level of corruption at the DOJ or FBI. Which brings me to my point when I'm talking about central themes. People find things they don't like, but they're either unwilling 
or unable to assess what to do about it at all. People will look at themselves in the mirror and they'll say, okay, my goodness, I'm, I'm too fat. I don't like it that I'm too fat. This is, this is a problem. And you know what the problem is? McDonald's puts too much cheese on their burger. That's what we've become as a society. It's not that I should eat less, work out more, combination of the two. We look at problems. We look at things we dislike. And we can point to those easily, right? Hey, man, that's corruption. That's a double standard of justice. But we are completely unable or unwilling to then address the issue in a way that will solve it. A truly demoralized and lost people. 61% of the country knows it's wrong. A huge percentage of that won't do anything to reverse the trend of America descending into tyranny. Which brings me to headline number two that pairs with it so perfectly. 70% of New York City doesn't feel safe. Chris, would you do me a favor? I probably should have done this before the show. Would you look up the election results of Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwa? Just look those up for me real fast here. 70% of New Yorkers don't feel safe. So that means you find 10 New Yorkers. Seven of them will admit to you that New York City is unsafe. They feel unsafe walking around. But we just had an election and 70% of New Yorkers voted Democrat again. Actually, it was 67%, but we'll just, for ease, let's just use the number 70. So under Bill de Blasio, they watched New York City descend into lawless hell. All the criminals turn free. Oh, I love Black Lives Matter. Oh, it's the best. They watched this happen under Bill de Blasio. And after watching their city become crime-ridden, the Democrats of New York City went out without a second thought and bonk, voted for the Democrat again. We are a country completely unable to accurately assess what will solve the problem that we see right in front of our face. We can't do it, or we won't do it. And I have a theory. I think won't do it is actually the key. I think a lot of people deep down, most people deep down, instinctively know what the problem is and instinctively know something they could do about it. They just refuse to do it. Oh, man, this DOJ is politicized. I can't believe what they did with Hunter Biden. This is crazy. I mean, I guess I should I should vote out the Democrats because this is a Democrat problem, but nah, I'm not voting for a Republican. Oh, well, guess we'll move on. Oh, man, an 87-year-old man just got gunned down on the sidewalk by some nutball on a scooter who should have been locked in a dark hole for the rest of his life. I know, I know that that's a Democrat policy. Those are Democrat plans. 
that it is 1,000% the fault of Democrats that bad people are out on the streets every single day looting, raping, and murdering people on the streets of New York. I know that that is a Democrat problem. I just... I can't bring myself to vote for anyone else but the Democrat, though. I don't know what that means for us overall, but I know it's not good. I know that even with all the cheating, even with all the everything, that that the American people, half of them, roughly half of them, went out and voted for this person in the last election. Fredrickson of Denmark and... Uh... The Ministry of COVID's daughter of Ireland, daughter of Ireland. You can tell that's a 40th slip on thinking of home. And you can tell, you can tell that the American people regret it by all the polls that are out there now. I wish Joe Biden wouldn't run again. Joe Biden's too old to run again. Man, we got to get rid of Joe Biden over and over and over again. Even Democrats out there saying, this isn't good. I don't like it. Joe Biden is too old. He can't talk. He's, he's not fit to be president of the United States of America. Yet if the election was held again tomorrow, if they decided to redo the 2020 election tomorrow, and it was Joe Biden and Donald Trump again, that same percentage of the country would walk up to that voting booth and vote for Joe Biden again because people simply refuse to make any adjustments to the things they've always done And that's why things continue to spiral down and get worse and worse and worse and worse. We're watching this country become insane in front of our eyes. I explained to him that the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association, and I what the Christian values are. And the YMCA was not upholding the Christian values like they say they are. He responded to me by saying that it would no longer be appropriate for us to practice with the team and the YMCA would be in contact with our families and we were sent home. In that moment, I knew that my efforts in bringing awareness to the fact that biological men were using the women's changing spaces in the YMCA. We love you, Abby! We're going to be enough. Every single Democrat in the United States of America stands against that 16-year-old girl and believes that 16-year-old girl should be forced to shower and change in front of a man in her locker room, and what percentage of Democrats in this nation will change their vote because of it? None. Not one. What a sad state of affairs. You know what? I'm going to expand on that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about a, a problem with how we see ourselves. All that and more is still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, Senate Democrats remove Pentagon's ban on covering child gender transitions from the defense bill. There was a defense bill. It was going to ban the armed services from mutilating children on base. Every Democrat in the Senate Removed it. All the ones in the Armed Services Committee, I should say. They removed it. Again, I, I, I want to circle back on what I was just talking about. I have, believe it or not, sympathy for older Democrats who came up at a time in this country 
where Democrats were thought to be more, you know, more pro-union or more pro-worker or things like that. I have so much sympathy for the 65, 70, 80 year old Democrat who came up in an America where Democrats were different than Republicans, but not the spawn of Satan, different, different ideas about taxes and spending and workers and labor and things like that. I have sympathy for that person because they still think they live in a country where that's the case. I am the furthest thing in the world, as you well know, from a defender of Republicans. Republicans suck. They're weak. They're pathetic. They stand for nothing. They spend as much money as Democrats do. All these things you say about Republicans are true. Democrats are evil now. Deeply evil. What they're doing to these children is evil. Evil. Listen to this out of California. The California Assembly Committee on Public Safety just blocked a bill that could have made sex trafficking of minors a serious felony. Today, they blocked our children from being saved. Odessa Perkins is a human trafficking... There was a bill that would have made child sex trafficking a serious crime, and Democrats blocked the bill. The stated position of every Democrat in this country is that children should be mutilated by doctors if they and their parents deem it necessary. Mutilated. A young girl having her breasts chopped off. A young boy having all of his equipment removed. Never to have kids. For the young lady, never to nurse a child. Body mutilated beyond repair. John F. Kennedy is gone. Bill Clinton is gone. However old you are, if you still walk into the voting booth and hammer that D every single time, you support this evil, this deep demonic evil you do. And maybe you think that's over the top. I don't really care. I have the, I have had the displeasure of interviewing people who had, quote, tried to transition, change their sex when they were children, and the heartbreak in their voice. Uh, It's awful, man. It's awful. I've seen the suicide statistics. The things that are happening to children in this this country, enabled by 100% of Democrats, is demonic. There's not another way to put it. So there. I'm going to move off that. Let's talk about cocaine. That'll be that'll be much more uplifting. <laughs> what, Chris? That's a cocaine joke. Because either way, anyway, that'll be fun. You shouldn't give your dog cocaine. You should give your dog rough greens, though. What, Chris? You never know. Sometimes people do crazy things on cocaine. I assume I'm not a big cocaine person. I I I admit I I'm not a bit not an expert really. But you should stick with rough greens for your dog instead of cocaine. Why? Cocaine kill your dog to make your dog die sooner. Rough greens will make your dog live longer. And not only live longer, live healthier for longer. Instead of the last couple years of your dog watching him hobble around the house as his joints get destroyed, as his coat gets dull, they get that horrible old dog bad breath. You can give your dog actual vitamins, minerals, 
antioxidants, digestive enzymes, and have a healthy dog for a long time. Does that sound like a plan? It's created by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. They give out a free bag. You have to go to freeroughgreens.com slash jesse, all right? Or you can call them, 833-33-MY-DOG. Get your dog some rough greens. We'll be back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and in case you're wondering, just I, I like to sometimes give, I like to give you a behind-the-scenes view of the show, kind of what goes on here, because I know people want to come hang with me and Jewish producer Chris and Michael. During the break, oftentimes, we do research. We try to make sure that you have the best show you can possibly have, so we have to dig into the tough issues. Chris and Michael have just spent the last five minutes figuring out if cocaine is really toxic to dogs. Chris said, it said it looks like your dog will be okay, Chris. Chris, I don't think that that's the case, and I don't, think, I don't think we should encourage people to try that. I think that would be terrible for a dog. Chris, it's a harmful drug. I don't Look, obviously, if your dog is lethargic and needs a pick-me-up, that's a, that's a, no, I'm kidding. Stop, stop. But either way, we dug into it in small amounts. Looks like Muffy will be fine. Absolutely fine. Granted, he'll lose his job and wreck his marriage and all that stuff and maybe his car, but Muffy's going to be totally fine. Speaking of cocaine, Secret Service came out today and wow, did they stun the planet. You see, somebody found a bag of cocaine in the White House. That's a big deal. That's extremely, one, it's extremely illegal. Two, it would be best if... Nobody making critical decisions on behalf of the nation was actually on cocaine because drugs rot your brain. They destroy your decision-making process. It's just, it's generally not, not good. So that in and of itself would be a problem. But the good news is this. It's the White House. It might be the most surveilled building on the planet for security reasons Every single nick and cranny has a camera aimed at it at all times. So if something were to happen like, oh, I don't know, the discovery of a bag of cocaine, if you wanted to find out maybe the person who did that, all you'd have to do is go to the security room in the White House and punch up the date in the rough time and look at just a little bit of footage, video footage, and you would actually be able to see video footage of the culprit leaving his bag of cocaine there. Maybe it fell out of his pocket. Maybe he just pulled it out for a little bump while he sat there in the chair and just chucked it on the table because he's a drugged out freak. But it should be really easy, which, man, that makes today's news even more stunning. Secret Service concludes the cocaine investigation. No suspects identified. Oh! I was so sure that they were gonna they were gonna actually bust somebody for this thing. All right, now obviously I'm being tongue in cheek. Nobody's surprised. You're not surprised. I'm not surprised. Nobody who listens to this show is surprised. Why? Because you understand how the system works. Once you understand, that's why we always take bigger views of things. We don't sit and rant about this headline all day or the primary all day. Bigger views of things because once you understand the concepts, once you understand how things work. Nothing really surprises you. Everything makes sense. I, I, I could read, look, here, you know what? Let's do this really quickly as an example. 
I have a few headlines in front of me of kind of stories I'm going to half rant on throughout the night tonight. But I'm going to read the, every one of these headlines right now, and I bet you money you instinctively understand the game on every one of these. Disney CEO Bob Iger doesn't want the country drawn into any culture wars during the DeSantis feud. Montana breaks ties with National Library over Marxist lesbian president. A historical low for the Supreme Court. Biden administration put Elon Musk on an enemies list. Ray Epps to be criminally charged for events on January 6th. I can't wait to get to that one, but you already know the deal. You see, you already know how to think in general about every one of these because you understand the system, why it exists, how it exists. What blows me away is this, though, and it's something we've talked about before on the show, but it is something that that I am curious about. Let's say, and this is not going to happen, I'm not worried about you, but let's say you decided to become part of the system. You are going to not just work at the FBI, because believe it or not, there are patriots who listen to the show and they email in about the horrible things that are happening, but, but let's say you not only choose to become part of the FBI, You choose to become a Democrat part of it. You're a communist activist, just like all the leadership of the FBI right now. You're going all in. You want to do this. And next week, you get your first case, and it's a Democrat. It's it's Chuck Schumer. It's New York's very own Chuck Schumer. And you find out Chuck Schumer's been doing booger sugar on the weekends, and he's he's a drug dealer and a money launderer, and you have all this damaging information. You're... Now a Democrat FBI agent, and you cover it up. Because, of course, that's what you would do. He's a Democrat. You're going to cover up the crime, make sure he doesn't get in trouble. My question is this. Do you understand in that moment, do you understand that you are guaranteeing the end of the United States of America and it's partially your fault? As you ta- as you are par- as you participate in every institution having its trust completely erode from the American people, you understand that you're participating in the end of the country, right? You cannot have a country of any size of any kind where the people distrust all their institutions. The country will simply end. It'll break up, be taken over. Pick your way, but it won't last. It cannot last. So my question, honestly, is this. If you're part of that and you're taking part in that, does it ever hit you that you are the one that will help end America? Does it hit you? If you're one of these Secret Service agents, Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sure they were all threatened with their jobs and careers. And hey, if you if you report on this, you'll be you'll be in Alaska by the end of the day. Which actually, that's underrated because Alaska's sick. I want to go back there fishing. Anyway, if you're one of these Secret Service guys who just covered up this crime on behalf of Hunter Biden, and let's be honest, we all know whose cocaine it was. When you go home tonight, when you're brushing your teeth. Looking at yourself in the mirror when you lay down in bed and you just kind of stand at the ceiling as you try to get tired. Do you think it ever hits them? Chris doesn't think it does. I disagree. I think it does. Michael doesn't think so either. You don't think you guys don't think so? I think 
Michael said, don't they think they're the good guys? Maybe that's it. Maybe, well, no, we know they do think they're the good guys. But when you're covering up cocaine crimes, you have to know that you're the reason people won't trust the Secret Service going forward. Whether you think you're the good guy or not, you, you have to know that. What, Chris? That's probably a good point. Chris said, it's just this one thing. It's probably the mentality they all have. Or it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good that we cover it up. Yeah, that's, you know what? Yeah, that's true. I was just, I guess sometimes I have this pie in the sky naivete that I want to imagine the anti-humans, that there's some sort of a soul left inside. And thanks for straightening me out, fellas. We all know that's just not the case. All right, let's get to some emails before we get to the culture war stuff and the Supreme Court and many, many, many other things on the Jesse Kelly Show. I have to do a bit of an email roundup tonight because I got way behind in tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And you need to email in your questions now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And I want to make sure I emphasize something here. Did I say email in your rants or email in your speeches? Questions for tomorrow. Questions. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Does not have to be political. Can be about anything. We will rant about all of it. I have flipped the email stack over it. Email roundup begins next. Hang on. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. I know, I know I'm know, i probably in the minority here, but I love Thursdays. Name me a better day than Thursdays. Name me a time. Name me a time. It's the best day of the week. Why? Friday I consider to be the weekend. Let's be honest. I'm only going to give you half effort on Friday around here. Anyway. Oh, that's not true. We do a great show on a Friday. Yeah, you know... There's some Biden embarrassing bites out there, sound and stuff like that today. And, of course, John Kerry spoke in front of the House and lied the whole time. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And, obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. John Kerry flies on a private jet all the time. But this is what politicians do. This is what these people do who are part of the system. This is how they try to get around these things. I don't personally own a private jet. You hear him say that? Let me explain something to you because I've actually had a glimpse into this world and I find it to be so fascinating. All these people, senators, these fancy State Department people, secretaries of state, all the people involved in the system, they all find private jet rides for themselves all the time. A private jet is only ever a phone call away for John Kerry anytime he wants it. And remember something else as you hear Joe Biden. We all must summon the common will to, to actually address the existential threat of accelerating climate change. It's real. It's serious. We don't have a lot of time. It is the, the single greatest threat to humanity. Just want to let everybody know, climate change activism is the deadliest movement in the history of mankind. Nothing else comes close. Not Nazism, 
not uh, radical Islam. The, honestly, the Black Plague doesn't come close to being as deadly as climate change activism will be. Because remember, at its core, at its core, it has decided that carbon is poison. As soon as you decide what human beings breathe out, all human activity is poison, then you will inevitably come to the conclusion that you have to remove human beings. And you're going to start removing human beings by the billion. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, but billions of people will die if these people get their way. And I have a hard time getting ramped up about John Kerry today in front of the House considering 90% of the low-T GOPers in this country will run television ads in the coming elections talking about clean energy and, uh, and reducing carbon. You've just given them the game. You've already handed them the game. You handed it all over. You didn't even bother fighting for it, pushing back. You just immediately accepted their premise. Pathetic. Dr. Kelly. It's becoming clear the GOP is the party of insanity. We elected these people to tell us how hard they are going to fight for us, and we the people, and blah, 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 every single time they disappoint us with their pathetic excuses of why they didn't do what we put them there to do. As soon as we get a small handful of people who actually fight for us, then they get cut off at the knees. I'm starting to lose the point of continuing to keep doing this if it's the same result over and over. I think this is why we have so many normie norms. What's the point anymore? Well, the point is we are changing things slowly. Remember, it is a good thing to be an anti-communist like you, to be hyper-informed, to understand not just the issues of the day, to understand the concepts, to understand everything. That's a good thing. What you are is a good thing. You should be proud of that. There is, however, a downside to it. You are ahead of everyone, and you will constantly, as you march forward in the right direction, you will constantly, I know this happens to me all the time, you'll be looking behind you where everyone is lagging a mile behind, and you are going to constantly be screaming at them and pulling your hair out and saying, catch up, hurry up. You're going to be doing, and you know what's, you know what's crazy, and this is what sucks. This is why we get frustrated. Part of that gaggle that's a mile behind us—that's all the elected officials. It's, it's, it's the people who are supposed to be leading the way. We're sitting there screaming to them, "Catch up!" Hey, Ken Buck, catch up! I want to thank you for leading an agency, as you mentioned in your opening statement, that protects Americans from foreign terrorists. That uh, an agency that protects Americans from fries from China uh, and Russia uh, and cybercrime and public corruption and organized crime and drug cartels and human traffickers and white collar criminals. And I want to thank you and the FBI for protecting law abiding Americans from the evil that exists all around us. And frankly, I am not in favor of defunding the FBI, nor am I in favor of splitting up the FBI, nor am I in favor of using the home and rule for the FBI director. What do they have on Ken Buck? But that's how far behind some of them are. However, remember, federally, federal government at the federal level, we cannot save the country. 
We have other battles to fight. Local battles, our neighborhoods. Jesse, I can't, uh, I can't save my city. I'm in New York. I can't save my city. What about your apartment complex? You have neighbors, don't you? We, we take on too much, and that's what disheartens us. This, this GOP Congress will screw it up, and this GOP Senate will mess it up, and you're mad at this GOP presidential candidate. And so you're busy busting your butt trying to do the right thing, and they screw the whole, things up, whole thing up, and finally you throw your hands up and say, I quit. None of these people get it. Well, don't quit. Just stop relying on these people. That's why I yell about politics when we have this. I yell about the savior complex we have on the right so much, too. Honestly, I roll my eyes and vomit in the trash can every single time somebody on the right, and many people do, says something to me to the effect of, Trump's the only one who can save us. Jesse, we have to get heavy D to save this country. What? Neither one of those guys is going to save us. A single human being cannot save us. We have a million battles to fight. A million of them. There's not going to be a savior stepping into the Oval Office to save you ever. Sorry, it's not going to happen. We have to save ourselves. All right? All right. Emails. And the Supreme Court, a new low.